and turn to Psalm chapter number one, the book of Psalms, and uh, we'll look at the very first one. Thank you, Dalton. Thank you, choir. Some good singing tonight. I appreciate that. Thank you, Brother Jake, for having that set up and ready for us. And uh, we're going to read all six verses of uh, this psalm tonight, and uh, you should be familiar with it, and uh, I'm sure at some point or another, if you come to the book of Psalms, this is, uh, I believe this there for a reason as the first one. And uh, just in case you got bored, at least you got the first part, right? And, uh, but uh, this is a great Psalm, and we're going to dive into it tonight and take a look at it. And uh, so if you're ready, how many of y'all have found Psalms? How many of you have found chapter one? The Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I need somebody to help me right here and says, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Right? I mean, it sounds like a pretty good deal. Okay? The Bible says the ungodly, verse number four, the ungodly are not so. So we have a contrast between the godly and the ungodly. All right? The Bible says the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. Now that, I don't know how you read that, but this is what the Bible is saying. An ungodly man will not be able to stand in the day of judgment, Amen. nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. I need everybody to listen to me right here. Not everybody is a child of God. Not everybody's a child of God. Uh, the mindset in this day and time is everybody's a child of God. Not everybody's a child of God. Uh, the, you, 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 you end by family relation or you ain't in. You either in his, you either in, in God's family or you in the other family. Everybody all right? So when it says nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, it means you don't have a place in the congregation of the righteous if you are an ungodly person, ungodly, all right? The Bible says in verse number six, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Pretty strong words. Uh, and, and, and the thought here sums it all up. The Lord knoweth. <laughs> uh, you may have me fooled. You may have the church fooled. You may have your Sunday school teacher fooled. may have your children fooled. may have your parents fooled. Your grandparents fooled. But you will not fool God. For the Lord knoweth. The Lord knows. And uh, this ought to concern us all. The Lord knows. If he knows, I need somebody to help me right here. We ain't hiding nothing from him. When we look at this tonight, I, I want to look at all of it. Of course, we're going to look at the entire chapter and we'll break it down and outline the entire chapter. But the thought is, is that so many are living unhappily. People are killing themselves. Uh, recently, we've had two uh, suicides that have impacted people in our church. Uh, we can go back, we've had people in our church that's committed suicide. I can go back to when I was a teenager. I remember uh, as a teenager, one of my friends, her mom dropped her off at school, drove to her back to her house, and her mom shot herself. We live in a world that's not very happy. We live in a world of expectations that can't be met. I need somebody to help me. Uh, I sometimes think that we carry the devil around in our pocket. 
I know I don't answer your text, and I know I don't sometimes call you back when I should, and this, that, and the other, but I don't like that thing. I didn't grow up with one of them things. I don't like them. I don't like, I don't think, I don't think anybody will be tethered to anything. I need somebody to help me. We're living in a day and time where we're so, we're more relying on that phone than we are the word of God. You wouldn't go out to your house without your phone, but you go, <laughs> I need somebody to help me. You'll leave the house without reading your Bible. You'll read the house without praying. You'll read your Bible without, I, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll leave the house with everything but your phone. And we wonder why we're so unhappy. We get on social media and we're comparing our life. We just got in a fight with our wife and we get on social media and somebody over there that we respect, they're telling us about how great their life is. What you don't know <laughs> is to get that picture, they just got in a fight too. Man, I wish I could tell y'all some of the stuff. Man, y'all uh, man, I've had people literally sit in my office and tell me how bad their life was. How they, wasn't gonna, they didn't want to be married to this individual anymore and everything else. Walk out of my office and the next morning have a post on Facebook talking about how great their marriage is. <laughs> Lying. <laughs> Y'all, I, I hope you understand where I'm trying to go with this. We, we have this perception that we've got to keep up with the world. And we try to convince the world that we're happy. But the fact is, is that many people today are living unhappily. They're miserable. They're going through life and they're miserable. They don't want to get up the next day. They don't want to go to their job. Amen. They don't want to go to their job because they're not working in their divine purpose. They're working to pay the bills. So therefore, their job is this, lay, this great labor and thing that they hate to go to. Can't stand to walk into the office. <laughs> I need somebody to help me. Hey, we wake up and, man, we struggle. We struggle with our, our well, I, I, I would say our friendships, but it can go right on into the house. There might be some of y'all that struggle just to be kind to the person you're living with. It got quite, don't say amen with her sitting there. <laughs> Brother Herman can say amen. <laughs> but you don't do that when you're sitting next to your bride, man. <laughs> hey. But it's true. I mean, we don't know what's going on in your life. Y'all come in here and put a, I, I need somebody to help me. We, we put on a facade. We act like everything's all right. When inside, we are in, we're in turmoil. You ever had somebody ask you how you was doing and your immediate response was good? But you really weren't? If you do it, how many other people do you think do it? If you do it and you call yourself an honest person, how many times do you think you ask somebody, are you okay? And they say, mm -hmm, I'm good. And they really weren't good. I shared in a devotion, I don't know when it was, it might have been this morning, I don't know. I, 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 I've done so many of them, I, I lose track. But when I was in Arkansas, we, uh, the second day we hunted with this guy, he was a young guy, younger guy. And uh, anyhow, he just was quiet. You know what I mean? He's just real quiet. He just wasn't very personal. Like the first day, our guide, he was awesome. Man, we was joking and everything else. And I mean, we were cutting up with him and everything else. And he was like, I mean, he was like one of the guys. You know what I mean? He'd fit in right here. I mean, he was just, per he was just one of them guys. He was awesome. Man, we loved him. All right. As a matter of fact, told him, said, look, we want him back. You know what I mean? We had a good time with him. It was great. The second day, he had a, his uncle had passed, so he had to run back home uh, for the funeral and everything else and come back. He'd come back Wednesday, and he was our guide Wednesday, and, and this is how this story's developing. But Tuesday, we had this guy, he was a young guy, and a younger guy. And anyhow, he was all quiet, and I mean, he just, we all get, you know, we're all stuffed into this metal box, and there's six of us sitting there in this metal box. I think there was seven, because he had a buddy with him too, and so we're all stuck in this metal box. We're sitting there, and... Man, he ain't said a word. He ain't talking to nobody. I need somebody to help me, man. It's kind of weird. He got a gun. I got a gun. Everybody got a gun. He ain't talking. I need somebody. <laughs> it was awkward. It was awkward. 
And we're sitting there, and, and anyhow, we're trying to make conversation with him. And because uh, the fog had rolled in, we didn't see, we ain't seen nothing. And I'm like, hey, man, what do you do for a living? I'm retired. Retired? I mean, he looked like he was in his 30s. <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? I need to know. Amen. All right, retired? Yeah, I'm retired. So what do you do when you're not guiding duck hunting? I'm on, I'm on one end of the duck blind. He's all the way on the other, and there's five guys in between me and him. So what do you do when you ain't duck hunting? He said, I play golf. I said, man, I'm starting to like this. I want to know what you did to retire early, and, and let's talk about your golf game, all right? And how he wouldn't open up, he wouldn't talk about anything. So anyhow, said, uh, he said something about serving in the military, and he, he said he was a Marine. And I, and I didn't say nothing. But I was thinking it, and y'all know it. One of the guys in there, he's like, hey, the preacher's son's in the Marines. And man, he just opened up. Now he's asking me questions. Where's he at? What's he doing? What's his job? All these things. He's asking me and everything else. He's talking to me. Me and him's having this conversation. I'm telling him all about Zachary and telling him all about his uh, uh, basic training. All these things we're going through, all of this. And he's like, man, I was a door kicker. I mean, he said, I, I was going in there. Bless God. I, I didn't care about nothing else. I told him what Zachary did. And he said, man, I just wanted to go in there and, and be on the front line. I was like, okay. <laughs> he's got a gun. I got a gun. I need somebody to help me. And he's weird. <laughs> Anyhow, we got to talking to him. And, and he, he did kind of open up, but it, it really was still awkward. So the next day, we didn't, we didn't do any good or anything like that. We gave him a good tip. We was good to him, tried to be nice to him. And, and you know, he apologized for how bad the, the, the weather was, like he could do anything about it. <clears throat> the next day, we had our first guy back, and uh, his name was Wood, and anyhow, I was talking to him, and I was like, hey, man. I said, man, we sure are glad that you you with us today. This was after the hunt. I said, man, we sure are glad to have you back. I said, because it was awkward yesterday. I said, I don't know. I said, listen, I said, I, I appreciate the guy and everything else. I said, but if you're guiding for a living and taking people out, you ought to be able to have a conversation with them. And he looked at me. He said, brother, he said, I'm telling you, he said, that young man's fighting some demons. And all of a sudden, it was like, whoa, all right. I said, well, I said, I, I ain't mad about it. I wasn't upset. I mean, we, we, we did the best we could as far as the hunt goes and everything else. He says, no, man, he's got a, he's got a past. He said, when he was over, I think, in Afghanistan or something like that, he said he got out of a Humvee. As soon as he got out of the Humvee, he was shot. Sniper got him, right, I mean, right in the chest. Said he went down, took, took months of recovery, all these things. He was telling me all about this guy. He said, man, it's all on video. They had it on video. On the, uh, the enemy had it on video and everything else. He said, we, we've seen the video. We literally watched the video of him getting shot, getting out of the vehicle and getting shot and listening to them laugh about it and everything else. And he said this. He said, he just doesn't know where, he doesn't know what direction he's going in. And man, I thought about it. He was a nice guy. Never would have known it. I mean, there was an awkwardness about him as far as not talking to you. But, I mean, and the fact is, is I, I, I got to thinking, man, I, I told him, I said, well, look, Wood, I said, I'm sorry, man. I said, I really am. I said, I, 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 knowing that now, I said, man, I, if I had known that before, you know, it, it, it would have been a different situation, a different conversation, a different way of handling that. Because now I understand He's got something in his past or he's got something, right? But how many people do you and I come in contact with? And we ain't got a clue what they've been through. We don't know. We look at them and say, oh, they're awkward. <laughs> they don't speak a whole lot. There's something wrong with them. But it could be what they've been through in their past. And is everybody all right? And they're living this life and they really don't have any direction and they don't know what they're doing. And, 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 and so they're living an unfulfilled life. The Bible says in the very first verse of, of Psalm 1, blessed is the man. You know what that word blessed means? It means happy. It means, it, it means exceedingly happy. But it also means fulfilled. 
fulfilled. I say this, most unhappiness comes from unfulfillment. We don't know what our purpose is. People are running around. I mentioned it a while ago. People are mad about their job. They go into their job. Y'all ever been around somebody like that? They work at a job and you can tell. <laughs> they mad about it. They don't want to be there. And I'm like, I don't want to be here either now because of you, right? They're living a life. So many people are living this, so many people are living this way and we don't have to. We don't have to. A godly life is the only way that you and I are going to find happiness. You can't find happiness, peace, contentment in anything in this world. I need somebody to hear me. There may be somebody in here that you think you can find. You, you can dull the pain with alcohol. Uh, you can mask the pain with drugs. Uh, you can... Uh, uh, mask it with anger. The fact of the matter is, is that, hey, you're not going to find happiness or fulfillment in this world. You can look at money, you can make all the money in the world and you ain't going to be happy. They say money can't buy happiness and it's the truth. It really is the truth, although I'd like to test the theory <laughs> But it really is the truth. I know people that have a lot of money and they ain't happy. All they got is a lot more problems than I do. All they got is a lot more responsibilities and problems than you do. We try to find happiness in somebody else. I need somebody to help me right here. And boy, they let us down. Hopefully we ain't got to the point with a spouse where they let us down. But we can all relate to relationships in our work, in our lives, our friendships that let us down. Didn't turn out to be as good as it Come on, y'all, help me. You ever had that friendship you thought would always be there? You thought that person, man, they, this, was, this was one of those. Have you ever done this? Have you ever thought this was one of God's gifts to you? only to find out they was one of the tools of the devil used against you. We seek fulfillment. We seek happiness in things that, that, that will not bring us happiness. Got people now seeking happiness in social media. <laughs> what do they call them? What are, creators? Influencers? All this other stuff? Is everybody right? Watching these idiots in the middle of Home Depot dancing and crazy, acting stupid and everything. I need somebody to help me. <laughs> acting like they're happy. Living an unfulfilled life. You're not going to find it in entertainment. Come on, y'all. How many of us assaulted in entertainment? I'm finding happiness if I can be entertained. You know what? I, I feel like some people come to church for that. They want to be entertained. They want to be happy. They want to leave the church happy. Come on, y'all help me. That's why churches like ours run a couple hundred and churches like Joel Osteen's run over five, ten thousand. People want to feel happy. People want to, act, people want to leave thinking everything's all right with their life and they're, they're just this perfect little thing. We'll try to find it in recreation. Maybe on a golf course. Maybe at a shooting range. Uh, I, like I said, I don't know what you ladies do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't say that shopping's a, a, a recreation. I'm not, I, I think it is. Uh, who was it? Brother Gary said it like this. He said, he said, I love to go shopping. Ain't nothing like going and putting my hands on $4 million worth of merchandise and leaving with zero. Nothing. That's what he said about me. I'm like, that's the best description of a woman shopping I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Go lay their hands on $4 million worth of merchandise and not purchase anything. That sounds exactly like my day shopping with Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. 
You can't find sustainable happiness in anything but God. And his word, seek after God, build a relationship with God and experience happiness and contentment in Christ. Let's take a look at the godly man tonight. It's a contrast of a godly man and an ungodly man. And I don't think you need, I think if we covered one of them, then we'll have, if you understand the contrast and you'll understand that the ungodly man's nothing like him. But I want you to look at the very first verse. The Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I notice the practice of a godly man. He is careful concerning his associations. Uh, I need somebody to help me. This ain't preached enough. I know I do. I cover it a lot, but it ain't preached enough. You need to be careful who you're hanging out with. Just because they go to church don't mean that you need to be around them. I'm going to say that again. Just because they go to church doesn't mean that you need to be around them. I got a pile of people in my life that go to church and I ain't got no business hanging around them. A godly man must be careful in his associations. You need to be careful who's influencing you. You need to be careful who's in your ear. This is what the Bible says, that walk not in the counsel. That means the advice. I need somebody to look up here. We'll go, we'll go, we got something big in our life that's going to go down and we'll call everybody but the preacher. We'll call everybody but the Lord. We'll say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think I ought to do? What do you think? And the Bible tells us that blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I'll tell you what, ungodly man will get you in a lot of trouble financially. I need somebody to help me. Ungodly man will get you in a lot of trouble, period, in your decisions. So the Bible tells us that not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So a, the practice of a godly man, he's careful concerning his associations, but he's also careful concerning his actions. And, lastly, and, and the third sub-point is he's careful in his address. Now I'm going to explain that. Is everybody all right? The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. This is a progression. He begins to listen to the ungodly man. Then he's in the same path as the ungodly man, nor standeth in the way of sinners. That word way, don't, don't look at it as he's standing in the way or blocking the way of sinners. What it means is he's standing in the same path as the sinners. In other words, he's heading in the same direction. Stay with me right here. He starts hearing from them. He starts listening to them. He starts thinking like them. And so he begins to behave like them. And he begins to walk or, or rather to stand in the way of sinners. He begins to go and move in the direction that the ungodly is moving in. And then he finds himself sitting in the seat of the scornful, he finds himself belonging to the ungodly. See, this is a progression. Those people that you hang around and that have your ear that are ungodly, before long you'll be walking in the same direction with them and it won't be long before you'll be hanging out and sitting around where they do and you'll be looking back at the church and pointing your finger at the church and saying, man, them people are stupid over there. Because that's the progression. The Bible says a blessed man, a, a godly man, he guards his associations. Before we go any farther, y'all quiet on me right now, so I'm just going to say this out loud. All right, is everybody all right? Who in your life right now was you just thinking about that don't need to be there? <laughs> hey, y'all thought God didn't know, didn't you? <laughs> Hey, there was somebody in you. There was somebody. She was like, man, I, you know, oh, man. Old John, old John over there. He, he's a good guy, though. God <laughs> said, yeah, I'm talking about him. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You better watch your associations. If you're going to be a godly man, you're going to have to be careful who you're hanging out with. You're going to have to be careful of your actions. 
careful concerning your address. But I notice the Bible says in verse number two, the pleasure of a godly man. The Bible says in verse number two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. <laughs> now, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And the law of the Lord, it isn't a reference to the Mosaic law. It's a reference to the word of God. We talked about it last night in Bible college and the prophet. We were talking about prophets. One of the things about a prophet was he had to, uh, whatever he spoke uh, in, the name of Jesus, or in the name of God, had to come true. All right, had to come forward. But there's a verse in the Bible that says this. It says that if he was to show a sign or a wonder, and if he was to speak in the name of God, in other words, he spoke in the name of God, it came true, what he said happened, and he did so, uh, if he did that and then instructed them to go against God's word, the Bible says they were to kill him. Now, if he spoke in the name of, in, in the, name of the Lord and it came true, that's, that's an indicator he was a prophet. If he did signs and wonders, it was an indicator he was a prophet. But God said, if he says anything contrary to my word, you'd have killed him. He can perform wonders. He can perform signs. He can even say things that'll come true. But if he contradicts the word of God, then he is not from God. He is not, from, he is not a prophet. And God said you are to kill him. Now don't go kill anybody, all right? Stay with me, all right? What I'm trying to emphasize here is the importance that God placed on his word. His word superseded. Oh, I got, I got a revelation from the Lord. You sure do. <laughs> I got a revelation from the Lord too. And want to see it? It's right here. There's a revelation I have from the Lord. Listen to me. Anything that contradicts this, God said it ain't from me. And the pleasure of a godly man, he delights in the law of the Lord. I'm going to ask you a question. What do you delight in? What is it that you're seeking happiness in? Is it the Word of God? Come on, y'all help me now. You ain't got to answer out loud. I mean, I, I ain't wanting you to answer out loud, but at least act like you know what I'm talking about here. Let's really assess what do you and I chase after? What do we find pleasure in? What do we seek pleasure in? We already told we better be careful about our associations. We're not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We're not to stand in the, uh, 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 in the way of sinners. And we're not to seat or, or sit in the uh, seat of the scornful. Now he adds to it and he says a godly man finds his delight. He delights. He finds his pleasure. In the law of the Lord or the word of God. So what is it that you seek? Where is it that we seek? Come on, y'all, talk to me. We'll get up in the morning. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to go shoot quail. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I like it. Is everybody all right? I'll outshoot Jesse. I always do. We're going to... Uh, you ain't got to. It's all right, Jesse. We, we'll have a good time. Man, Jesse's going to go. I think Brother Brian's going to go. We're going to have a good time. Out there, we're going, we're going to cut up. We get out there, trash talk, have a great time. Brother Phil takes us, and uh, man, it's just, we have a great time with him. And uh, it's worked out. I'm going to be able to do it. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. But if that's all I find pleasure in, I'm going to be a miserable man. Y'all help me. What are you finding your pleasure in? What are you finding your delight in? You, preacher, I'm so unhappy. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
And this is what the Bible says. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he, say it with me, meditate day and night. Now let me ask you a question. Don't answer it out loud. But is the first thing you do in the morning? Is it getting your Bible? And then all through the day, you ever have thoughts of your Bible? How many of y'all are ready for an altar call? This is, I mean, it's practical, right? Preacher, I'm unhappy. Preacher, my life, I, I'm not living a fulfilled life. Might be the associations you have. Might be the actions that you're involved in. Might be the place, the address you're hanging out at. But it might be what you're seeking your pleasure or your desires in. You know what I do first thing in the morning? Well, I aggravate Michelle. If you just want to be honest about it, right? Say amen, Michelle. Say amen. Quit rolling your eyes. Quit looking all like that. God, I married her. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I wake up in the morning and I just want to, I want to pick on her. I don't care if it's 4 o'clock in the morning or if it's 10 o'clock in the morning. But before I get out of bed, I'm in my Bible. First app, the first app I open is my Bible. You know why? I'm going to help y'all with this. Because I'm accountable. I'm held accountable by all them people that I send a devotion out to. I don't get to get on there and start going through Facebook and start doing all this other stuff and start going all that. My first, I, I, listen, I, we talked about accountability the other night and I'm just throwing this right in the middle of a sermon. But one of the reasons that I'm as disciplined as I am when it comes to my Bible reading is because I have accountability. Amen. I desire, I want to be in my word, in the word. But I'm also accountable. I'm disciplined. Not only do I have a desire, but I'm disciplined in it. I have to be. And for most people, they don't have to be disciplined in it. But if you want to be happy, then your delight's going to have to be in the law of the Lord or the Word of God. And then all throughout the day, you're going to have to meditate on that thing. Man, I found myself this morning... <clears throat> They were in there. We were in church service this morning. We were in, me and Michelle and Dalton, we were down in Florida and we were in a church service this morning. Man, they were singing, boy. They were just tearing it up the whole time. I was thinking about a Bible verse that I read. I'm singing the song and everything else. I sit down and I can't even wait. I got to go look at that Bible verse again. And again. And again, all right, is everybody getting the point? Pleasure of a godly man. The pleasure of a godly man is in the word of God. What, is you, what are you taking pleasure in today? Say, preacher, I know the Bible front and back. I don't need to. <laughs> what are you taking pleasure in today? La or, well, not lastly. I got two more points. What time is it? Yeah, we'll get over soon. The power of a godly man. Verse number three. The Bible says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His footing. The Bible says planted by the rivers of water. In other words, a continuous supply of living water. Uh, listen, I need somebody to hear me right here. James chapter number one, verse number six says, But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse number 8, I thought I had it in here, but apparently I didn't have it in here. But verse number 8 says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The 
Bible says that a happy man, his footing, he shall be planted by the rivers of water. His fruitfulness, the Bible says this, it says that bringeth forth fruit, bringeth forth his fruit. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter number 5 and in verse number 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Everybody, everybody stay with me right here. The fruit that is produced by a happy man, a man that is fulfilled, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. All those things are the fruit of a godly man. So we see the power of a godly man and his footing. We see his fruitfulness. We see his faithfulness. The Bible says this. It says he bringeth forth his fruit in his season. 1 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I wish I had time to preach it. I really do. I want to move on. We're going to move on. But I wish I really had time to preach this. Because a happy man is faithful man. He's faithful. There's so many people that are living an unfulfilled life because they're unfaithful at everything that they do. They start something and they quit. They start this. Come on, is anybody in there like this? We'll get started on something and we quit. We move to something else and we'll move to something else and we'll move to something else. And we've never completed anything. Therefore, there's no sense of accomplishment and therefore there's no fulfillment and therefore we are unhappy. You ladies, quit pushing on your man and pointing at him, all right? <laughs> Says he brings forth his fruit in his season. I need somebody to hear me right here. You don't pick fruit off a tree year round. It's in his season. That fruit tree's faithful to keep working all year round so that it can produce its fruit. In its season. I notice his fervor. The Bible says this, his leaf also shall not wither. Boy, I, I, I remember hearing a sermon a long time ago. Dalton, you probably remember this one sitting in college. The man's name was Tony Shirley, a preacher. Brother Tony Shirley preached one night and he preached that he'd rather be a candle than a sparkler. He said, Christians are like, he said, a lot of Christians are like sparklers. You light them up and boy, they, I, I mean, they, they draw attention and they're, they're just a sparkling and going and doing and doing and man, it's all, you can hear it, you can do it and man, it's, everybody's got their attention on it. He said, but that candle's sitting over there in the corner and he says, after that sparkler's done burn out, that candle will still be going. That sparkler don't give a whole bunch of light off, but that candle will. I need somebody to help me that's older, hey, that's older than a cell phone to know that a candle will let off some light. Hey, Lord. They talk about lights go out now. Everybody's on their phone talking about, mm. I need somebody. I need somebody to help me. How many of y'all remember the lights go off and we went digging through the drawer looking for the candle? <laughs> Hey, got no air conditioner, got 75 candles lit in the house. It's 102 degrees. You're sitting there going, oh, I wish they could. But how many people are just like a candle? They're just like a sparkler. How many people have we seen just like a sparkler? Boy, you can light them up and they'll, oh, they're all crazy, wanting to do this, wanting to do that, running around, all spastic. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Kind of like a dog just got out of the kennel when you got home after a full day of him sitting in the kennel. He... The next thing you know, you can't find him. Said his, his leaf shall not wither. And then I notice his favor. The Bible says this at the end of the verse, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I don't know about y'all, but I like that. It sounds pretty good to me. Amen. We see the practice of a godly man, the pleasure of a godly man, the power of a godly man, and lastly, the promise to a godly man. 
Verse number six says, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. God knows your way. This is what I wrote down. This, maybe this will have you. He is familiar with your way. It, okay. So the Lord knoweth what? The way of the righteous. So if I'm righteous and I'm living a godly life, then the Lord knoweth my ways. Everybody with me? He's familiar with my way. <laughs> Therefore, he goes before me in my way. I believe it was in Isaiah where he said he went before, he would go before them and make the crooked paths straight. I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all, if you're going in the wrong direction, God's not going before you. I mean, I, I need to make that because a lot of people think that God's just going to go before me wherever I go. But if you're going in the wrong direction, God ain't going in. You, he ain't going to be before you. The verse says, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. I'm not, man, I don't know about y'all, but I kind of like that. It, it, it gave me some hope. It gave me some peace. Especially when the second part of that verse says, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I believe there's a promise in there from God. There's a promise in there for every single one of us that if we'll be in the right, if we'll be headed in the right direction, he'll go before us. Because if we're going in the right direction, then we are pursuing. I'm going to go say it on this side because that side didn't get it. All right. If we're headed in the right direction, walking a godly and a righteous life, then we are in pursuit. This is where y'all say amen. They said, don't miss out. If I walk from over there to over here, that means y'all got to respond. All right? I, and the same for y'all. If it ever happens the opposite way, it means you're supposed to respond. All right? Now, listen. They didn't do it, and they didn't do it. It's up to y'all. <laughs> if I'm going in the right direction, amen. They're starting to feel it. They're starting to feel it. If I'm heading in the right direction and I'm living a godly life and I'm living a righteous life, then I am pursuing Him. Therefore, He is before me. And if He's before me, I just have to believe that there's some things that He's taken care of. Man, there's some things that He's taken care of before I ever get there. You want to talk about... Um, Happy is a man that knows that. Tonight, what kind of man are you? What kind of lady are you? The contrast of the first psalm is a, that between a godly man and an ungodly man. The Bible tells us that we can be happy. Blessed is a man. Preacher, my, my life ain't what I thought it was going to be. What are you delighting yourself in? What are you delighting yourself in? Who are you hanging around? What direction are you going with your life? What places are you hanging out with? Hanging out in? Dog. What places are you hanging out in? He's going to come to the piano. Heads bowed with me. Everybody, come on down to the altar. Don't sit on your seat. Because if you ain't godly, you ain't happy, then you need to be around this altar and you may say, God, hey, I need to change some things about my life, what I'm delighting in, what I'm doing with my life. If you say, preacher, I am godly, then you need to get down here too. You need to get down here too. I, I shouldn't even have to tell you, if you're so godly, I shouldn't even have to tell you to come. The Bible says, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Talk, you better be careful. There's a, there's a chance you can fall. Matter of fact, one verse in the Bible says it like this. Just man falleth seven times. Rises up. 
I believe a just man can fall. He's talking to us. Amen. Any of us could. So tonight, where you at? Who you hanging around? Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you. Lord, I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful, Lord, for your promises and your word. Lord, the power of your word. Lord, I'm thankful how no matter how difficult my day is, no matter how ugly things are in my circumstances, Lord, a word from you, Lord, can bring hope. Lord, it can bring relief, comfort. Lord, it can strengthen. Lord, I'm, I'm thankful a word from you can calm thankful a word from you can Lord change an attitude put perspective to a situation Lord I pray for our church tonight I'm thankful for every person that's here Lord I believe every person in here wants to be Psalm Chapter number one, verse number one, verse number two, and verse number three. Lord, I don't believe there's a person in here that wants to go through life unhappy, unfulfilled, not content, miserable. So, Lord, I pray that we get a hold of this truth tonight, engrave it upon our hearts. Lord, may we evaluate our associations, the people we're hanging out with, the people we're getting advice from, the people that we are listening to. Lord, may we be careful about our actions to make sure, Lord, we're heading in the right direction, not standing in the same way that sinners do, same path. God, may we make sure that we're not hanging out wrong places for those that have disdain for you who are upset with you God I pray we'd find our delight God in your word live a life fulfilled our footing sure being fruitful, being faithful, with all fervor, with all favor. God, I pray you touch everybody here tonight or speak to their hearts. Lord, I pray it not just be over when we walk out the door. God, please, I beg Somebody get a hold of it tonight and apply it to their lives. Place some accountability in their lives to your word. And Lord, leave out of here with the ingredients of how to be a happy man, how to be a happy woman. Heads bowed and nobody looking around. The verses that we read tonight make it very clear that a godly man has a right, a right path. That path leads to blessings. That path, the Bible says, God knows. It also says, the Bible says that the way of the ungodly is 
It'll perish. So if you're in here tonight, and there's never been a time where you've trusted Christ as your personal Savior. I ain't talking about said a few words or did this, that, or the other. I'm talking about there's never been a time where you've gotten into a relationship with God. You say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm even saved. Nobody looking around, just me tonight. You say, preacher, I'm not even sure I'm saved. I want you to do me a favor and just lift up your hand. I won't send anybody to you. I just want you to be honest with me. Is there anybody like that? Or just be honest with me and say, preacher, I, I, I'm not sure. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for loving us. Thank you for a wonderful time at church tonight. I thank you for our choir, everybody that makes Wednesday nights and Sundays happen. God, I pray that you bless them for their sacrifice. Lord, be with us as we leave out of here. May, the, may tomorrow morning be the first day of happiness. A day where we get up and our priority, our very first thing we do is open our Bible and delight ourselves in your word. God, may we not just open up the Bible to read a verse, or read a chapter. But God, may we look at that verse and chew on it all day long. God, may we get into your word. Have a love for your word. Lord, may we meditate in it day and night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.